So, uh, who knows what we've been speaking about this year? Anyone? Anyone? Any takers? All right. Jeremiah 7.24, yes? Who knows what that talks about? Two major words. Backwards and forwards, right? We've been bringing the bells. So it talks about when we know God's word, do we listen to it? Because if we don't, we go backwards. But if we do, we go forwards. Yes, everyone would agree with that. So we as one youth, we as young people, we as Christians, our aim in our life is to know what God's word is, what God says to us, and it will propel us forwards that we don't then go backwards in life. Everyone agree? Then what did we speak about last week? Tongue tamers and in particular, flaming arrows, right? And I'll quickly brief that. But the last two weeks, last week, this week, we've been talking about our language, our tongue, our words, and how we can go forwards in life with the way we speak and not backwards. And so the verse that we've been looking at for that is Proverbs 17, 28. says this, Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. And so then last week we talked about the flaming arrows. And so there's a Bible verse, and I think it's in Proverbs, that talks about the... um. Just as damaging as someone shooting a fiery arrow is someone that says to their friend like a, something mean and said, oh, I was only joking. And so we see that's like a flaming arrow when it's not nice and it hurts people. Then we look at the fruits of the, uh, sorry, the, uh, fruits of the, spirit, the armor of God and it says that hold up your shield of faith to block the fiery enemies of the devil. And so what we saw was that, first of all, we've got to have our own faith. We can't rely on our best friend's faith. We can't rely on our sister's faith, our brother's faith, our parents' faith, our next-door neighbor's faith. We've got to have our own faith. So when the lies of the enemy come and try and destroy us, we go, no, that's not the truth. God's, what God says is the truth, and we hold on to that. Does that make sense? And then we also then saw that then, if we lie to our friend and be hurtful, well, we're actually speaking the enemy's lies into their life. And so we've got to be so careful of what we speak that we're not speaking the enemy's words over people, but we're speaking God's words over them, yeah? So now we're going to today's message. Everyone cool? So back to the start, Proverbs seventeen twenty-eight. Even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouths shut, they seem intelligent. So I'm going to pray and we'll see, let God move in this place. God, right now, we thank you for everything that's happening as our youth ministry. We thank you for the band. We believe that we can see that grow and develop and prosper more and more. We even just right now thank you for this time right now. May these verses get stuck in our life. That May they uh, almost uh, just always get to us when we need to hear them. That we are your uh, people and that we go forwards, God, not backwards. And everyone said... Amen. So if you've got your Bible, go to Matthew chapter 6. What verse is that? Matthew chapter 6. Wrong, wrong string piece. There we go. Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to look at verses 2 onwards, basically. So Matthew chapter 6. Oh, no, we'll go, with verse, we'll go to verse 1 to verse... And I'll just stop when I want to. So, teaching about giving to the needy. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly... To be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets. <laughs> Didn't quite work. So there, there, there's our there's our trumpets, right? Don't do as hypocrites do, blowing trumpets. Hey. So hypocrites go around blowing their trumpets, right? Um, what, now I lost my uh, in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, 
Don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in the private and your father who sees everything will reward you. I love that Bible verse there. So we, we don't need to be trumpet blowers in life going, look how good I am. Look how awesome I am with our party blower trumpets because that when it, when it comes to giving or whatever it is in our life if that's what we're doing god that's the only reward we'll get is our public praise we've got to go god no we're going to do things for you and get the reward that you have for us not looking good in people's opinion does that make sense and so then in proverbs 27 2 it says this let someone else praise you not your own mouth a stranger not your own lips Turn to the person beside you and say, be humble, be humble, be humble, be humble. So I want to encourage us, don't be compliment needy. Who knows people that are compliment needy? Anyone know someone who's compliment needy? It's horrible. Don't be someone that's like so searching for a compliment. Um, it's, it's good to have a healthy self-esteem. It's good to be confident, but it's not good to have pride. Right, when we would understand that. And I want to encourage you, don't be someone that is so searching for public praise, like a trumpet blower or a party blower. Can you, I can just imagine someone going to school just going, <laughs> look how good I am. Like, it'd be so weird, but don't be that prideful that you had to blow. If you go to the, um, the book of Acts, I think it'll be on the screen behind us, actually. Um, we're going to look at verse 11 and 24. But as I was saying there, in, in the Proverbs, it talks about when we keep our mouth shut, we actually seem more intelligent. And I believe that when we keep our mouth shut from pride and blowing of a trumpet, we actually seem, we actually go forwards in life and go, we're propelled better than if we would have been up ourselves. But it says this, so Barnabas was a good man. Everyone say good man. Full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith. And many people were brought to the Lord. And so I think that, I, I love that there, that Barnabas was a good man full of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Rob talked about that this morning, about being full of the Holy Spirit and was strong in faith. And that's even what we talked about last week. We were already strong in faith. We can't rely on the faith of our friends, whatever else. We've got to rely on the faith from God and be strong in faith for ourselves, right? And so, um, and you know what? Um, I want to be um, uh, a good man. I want, to be a, I want you to be a good woman or a good man. And I want you to be full of the Holy Spirit. And so um, with that, can everyone say, call me Barnabas? Call me Barnabas. I want to be a Barnabas kind of person. I want to be someone that is, uh, that is full of the Holy Spirit, strong in faith, and just a good person. Does anyone else want to be like that? If someone else to write about you, would they say you're a good person? Would they say that you are uh, full of the Holy Spirit? And would they say you're strong in your faith? Because I'd be, I think that's a great thing to mark yourself on and go, God, am I a good person? Am I full of the Holy Spirit? And am I strong in my faith? If you are, that, that's a great quality to have. And so then, um, the said that. So then, if we look in our Bibles, if you were to look, if you go to say Acts chapter thirteen, and I'm just going to just brief over a few different pieces of this. So Acts chapter thirteen it says this: Barnabas and Saul are commissioned. So among the prophets and teachers of the church are at Antioch of Syria, where Barnabas and then Simon called the black man <laughs> uh, Lucas, I think, from uh, Cyrene, some other bloke's name. Um, and then Saul, one day, as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, De um, dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. Again, if we keep reading. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out um, by the Holy Spirit, and they went down to the seaport of that place. Uh, then if you say you go to the next page, 
uh, go to, say, chapter 14, Paul and Barnabas in that other town. <laughs> the same thing happened. Um, Paul and Barnabas went to the Jewish synagogue and preached with such power that a great number of both Jews and Greeks became believers. Um, again, keep reading down. We go to, say, verse 8. While they were at that town, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with, a crip- with crippled feet. He had, that, he had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. Looking straight at him, Paul realized that he had faith to be healed. So Paul called to him in a loud voice, Stand up! And the man jumped to his feet and he started walking. Now, those Bible verses, maybe God spoke to you. What My main point for that is, and we'll get to that, but we see that there was Paul and Barnabas, and Barnabas was mentioned a few times. Has everyone worked that out? Had, had Barnabas been said? Yes? So, all right, this comes to the bit. Who's ever listened to a song and heard the long, wrong lyrics before? So, or, or you listen to a radio song and you go, what are they saying there? I can't make it out. You have like a few options in your head, right? So, I think I've even shared this a few times at, at youth, but there's a songs as a kid. So, I grew up in church. So, like, obviously, it's cool. You can have the words. We can read the words and go, oh, sweet, I know what the lyric is. When I was a kid, I couldn't read. And so you'd be in church singing songs, and I'm making up my own lyrics to worship God. And so two of the songs that I can remember the most stuffing up as a kid was from Planet Shakers. And one of the lyrics was, what, was, was meant to be, let the whole world know. And I was singing LMNO. <laughs> I could say, we're meant to be saying, let the whole world know, and I'm singing LMNO. Like, what the heck? And then another one was, the lyric was, cool beckon me to come. That was the lyric. That was what you're meant to be singing. So God's like calling and beckoning us to come closer to him. And I thought it was God's going to call, you know, like the name Rebecca when it's short, it's Beck. I thought it was God's calling Beck and me. I'm thinking, well, what if Beck's not at church this week? How's he going to call? Like, do we just replace that person's name? Oh, call me and Carl want to come? Like, I don't know. It's like, what? why is Beck so good to have her name in the song? But it wasn't. It was beckoned me. And so obviously as a kid, I couldn't read the lyrics. And so that's what I thought the words were. And so it was so awkward. Um, another most popular one I saw at school was um, 1D song. And it was like Frozen in Cadbury, but it's Frozen and Can't Breathe. Like, shut me out of this. You know that song? Kryptonite one or whatever that one is. And a lot of guys in my class thought it was Frozen in Cadbury, but it's Frozen and Can't Breathe. Who anyone have these sort of errors? Um, another th- really interesting thing for me, I don't know about using sporting clubs, but in the footy club, so many people are nicknamed and that's what their name is. And so on the magnets, on the, the board for the team, they've all got nicknames. And then so it's like, it's kind of, you go, I actually don't even know what that real person's name is. And so like I even, so I'm just like, hmm, yeah, you know, legs. And they're like, who the heck's legs? I'm like, yeah, you know, you legs. And like, we've got all these weird nicknames. And so for example, one person that used to be like that, who knows The Rock? right? Only in the last maybe three years, people's known him as like Dwayne Johnson. Before that, when he started really getting into movies, it was just like, oh, The Rock. And so, because he, he had this nickname that he was known for, right? And so, whether it's a bad song lyric that we confuse or names, I, sometimes in life, we get this thing where we, we're not quite sure what why they have a real name rather than the nickname, right? And so, with that, we're going to go to Acts 4, 26, Da, 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 da. Acts 4.26. It will be there. I'll read it from here. It says this. There was Joseph. Everyone say Joseph. Yeah. 
That's awkward. That's all right. So I'm going to have to read it. So it says this. There was Joseph. Everyone say Joseph again. The, the one apostle uh, nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. So I thought that was interesting there. I read those random bits of Bible because it never once said Joseph. It kept saying Barnabas, right? So this bloke's real name is Joseph, but his name is Barnabas in the Bible. Because it just says there, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. And so who's heard the thing, like father, like son? Or maybe they've heard it, like mother, like daughter? So basically saying either you look like your mum or you look like your dad or your dad's strong, so you're strong. Or your mum's a good cook, so you're a good cook. Who's, who knows what I'm talking about? And so obviously they're saying here, Barnabas is like the son of encouragement. Barnabas is an encourager. I reckon that's a pretty cool thing to be known for. And so with that, I want to read a story. Who knows like the Vision 180s? There's another one called The Word for Today, made by the same people. And on Saturday the 30th of April 2018, 16, this is like two years ago, they had an awesome thing about encouragement. And so this is what it says. Encouragement can work miracles. In the movie Stand and Deliver, I've never even watched it, a high school teacher, Jamie, some person, had two students in his class named Johnny. One is a happy child and an excellent student. The other spends his time messing around and getting into trouble. When the Parent uh, Teacher Association held its first meeting of the year, a mother came up to Jamie and said, uh, uh, and she asked, How's my son Johnny getting along? Jamie mistakenly assumed she was a mother of the better student, so she replied, I can't tell you how much I enjoy him. I'm so glad he's in my class. The next day, problem Johnny came to Jamie and said, My mum told me what you said about me last night. I haven't ever had a teacher who wanted me in his class. The, resu- um, the result, he completed his assignment that day and brought in his completed homework the next morning. A few weeks later, he became one of Jamie's hardest working students and one of, the mo- one of his best friends. His life had been turned around because of an accidental word of encouragement. It was words like this, when you look for good in a person and express it, you give them something to live up to. In other words, you motivate them to be better than they are. The last thing God told Moses to do was to encourage and strengthen Joshua, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you see. And so this is the last bit I love the most. And here's the great thing about encouragement. You don't have to be rich, attractive, prominent, or brilliant to give it. It's always appreciated. So today, encourage someone. I think that's such an awesome thing that we, whether it's an accidental encouragement or if it's a personal, per, like a, an intentional word of encouragement, we have the ability to shift someone's life from going, I'm unvalued, I'm unwanted to go, you know, no, I have a value in my life, I have a purpose, and I can actually do something, and that will shift you from going, oh, well, I'm just useless, I'll just keep getting in trouble, you know what, no, I'm here, I'm wanted, and I'm going to seek God or do the best thing that I can in my life. And so then another one is in the word for today, they were talking about anger. Who's ever found like last week, we talked about the, the fire arrows. Who ever feels angry and wants to lash out at someone? I can put my hand up. I sometimes, I don't like it, but I get angry and want to lash out. But it says this, when you, when you view someone in context of their best qualities rather than their worst ones, you usually respond differently. And I think that's so true. If I think of the person I'm getting angry at, why am I angry? Because I'm highlighting the little tiny negativity 
about their worst quality. But if I go, you know what? No, I'm going to focus on all the good things that they do. There's no way I will lash out. There's no way I'll be able to get angry at them because I'm thinking, man, that's they're so awesome. They're so great. They're, the, they're an awesome friend. They're an awesome and whatever it is. And we've got to go, God, help us see what you see in their life. The good things, as we sang that song this morning about the I am who you say I am. We're going to say, God, this person is who you say they are. And I'm going to see that in them, not what the enemy wants me to see in their life. And so I want to encourage you, see the best in people. But then more than that, Craig Groeschel, who's got a Bible up on their phone. And we've got version. His church started the Version Bible app. He says this, think something good, say it. Everyone say that. Think something good, say it. Say it. And because so often we can think something good, but we don't say it. But then who knows when we think something bad, we say it. Oh, man, that stinks. Oh, man, that tastes yuck. Oh, man, I'm so tired. We think all these negativity things. Did you see what she was wearing today? Did you see his moustache today? Like, you know what I mean? We think these things and then we say it. But so often we think something good and we just leave it like, how good is that? We think, mm, that's delicious. Keep it to ourselves. Oh, they look really nice today. Keep it to ourselves. But you know what? We've got to be people that go, we don't just see the good, we say the good. And so I want to encourage you with that. Um, Ephesians 4.29, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be encouragement to those who hear them. Proverbs 10.25, the words of the godly encourage many. Proverbs 12.25, oh, maybe it was, the first one was 10.25, now 12.25. Worry weighs a person down, an encouraging word cheers a person up. Don't, and then back to the start when we had the whole thing about the, um, the blowing trumpets, right? When people, when people blow their trumpet and go, oh, look how good I am, look, I, I, I'm an arrogant, prideful person, right? I believe if we are encouraging people, there's no need for them to ever have to search for encouragement, right? So it says this in Proverbs 15, 23. Everyone enjoys a fitting reply. It is wonderful to say the right thing at the right time. And I believe that is so true that I believe one youth, one heart church, we can be a place, we can be a people that go, you know what, Mariah? You're doing a great job in kids' church. Let's encourage her and build her up so she doesn't have to go around Oh, did you see how many kids we had at Kids Church today? Did you see how many leaders we've got? No, we should be telling Mariah, you're doing a great job. And building her up so much that she doesn't have to be a trumpet blower, but she just has a trumpet blown on her. Um, same thing, Ellie Carmel. Oh, they don't have to go, did you see how good we were in the worship? No, we should be saying, you know what, Carmel and Ellie, thank you for practicing. Thank you for putting in the hard yards. And there's so many other things in this life. Leanna and Claire, thank oh. Uh, they could go around, do you know how early we get into youth to set up the sign-in and sign-out? No, we've got to be going, um, Claire and Liana, thank you so much for um, preparing that. Thank you so much for getting here early and um, making an environment that it's safe for us. Things with like the, the advert. Thank you, Amy, for, for making that advert for the Release the Animals game show. There's all these things that we can encourage people for. Thank you, Ashlyn, for doing a great analogy on trusting things and we, are, are we people that encourage or are we people that just think it and don't say it so as a Craig Rochelle think something good say it if you don't think remember anything else as Barnabas he was he was known for being an encourager whenever you think of a song that think is wrong hopefully you think of this message you go you know what just like Barnabas was known to encourage people let's be people that are known to encourage so I'll pray us out then uh, uh, voice drop bad then and then calm oh, sorry then Leanna and Claire We'll just split the tables and they will go through um, something different for the 180, uh, sorry, for the um, small groups. Is that good? 
So God, right now, we just thank you that you speak to us. We, we pray for that, those verses that we've read today in your word, that, that when we keep our mouth shut, that we are actually wise. When we know when not to speak, we're actually uh, uh, more, we're going forwards in life. And so we just pray, God, that we don't open our mouth up to praise ourselves. May we not be trumpet blowers of ourselves, and may we know when to keep our mouth shut like that. But more importantly, God, may we be lifelong encouragers. May we open up our mouth and speak life over people, destiny over people. God, I pray that you give us prophetic messages over people's lives that encourage them up. And God, I pray that you help our eyes to be open to when someone does something good and well done that we go and then we can encourage them for that act of service or for whatever it is. And God, may we be grateful and thankful people. And everyone said,